Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast, March Madness edition. I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Barley. And we're here to look ahead to what else March Madness produced first game in the East region. The number three seed Purdue Boilermakers take on the number 14 Yale Yaleys. There's just something something magical about saying the East region and seeds and everything. It's my favorite time of year. It really really is nice. I I know um, for those that don't know, Casey, tell them your plans for the game. I am going to drive up tomorrow directly after work into Lafayette, Indiana. Spend the day Thursday getting caught up with some family and folks. And then making that trip up three and a half hours to Milwaukee early Friday morning. And I will be there the weekend for both games. Fantastic. Uh, for I, me, I just thought about how much beer is going to be there and got a little concerned for myself. I, I'm concerned for you. That's why uh, I told Gabby of the other Purdue podcast uh, to watch over you because I know with Juan not there to prevent you from drinking so much, uh, I just want to make sure someone's there. You know, <laughs> I worry about my podcast partner. Can you call Matt Painter? He seems more responsible. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. We just need anyone. What else is he <laughs> doing that weekend? Right. He should be fine. No, no, no concerns. Um, for me, I uh, I put in for half days at work, both Atta Thursday baby. and Friday. Like games an don't start. Hero. That's right. Games don't start till twelve fifteen. Figure I can get myself four hours of work in the morning, and then just clock out at noon. Have myself a nice lunch in front of the TV. Then get an iPad. Then get a computer, so we can get all the games on there at once. Mm. It's just magical. It's a good call. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out how I'm gonna watch the games on Thursday. Well, uh, hmm. well, you could always go uh, the radio. When you're driving, at least. Well, I should be in Lafayette by then, so it should okay. be fine. I'm just, uh, it's not going to be my setup, so I don't know how personalized I can get it. Right, right. I'm not going to have my, how big is my TV? 70 inch? 70 inch? Yeah, 70. Big TV. Yeah. Not going to have it on me, but I- I'm sure I can make it work. I, I bet you'll find a way. Are they going to Are they gonna stream stuff for free on CBS again? Well, I believe it's the March Madness On Demand app. They have okay. they have that specific app that they use. Everybody uses once a year. In fact, I just checked my phone and it needs to be redownloaded. So I I'm downloading. I'm, I'm searching downloading right it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is actually a very good app. Um, I do remember it being good last year. Yeah, they you know they have every game is on there, and with four games sometimes going on at once across all four networks, it really helps to be able to just pull it up on an app. And just throw another one up on a different screen or a different window. Uh, it's it's really good, you know. Um, it's one of the best sports apps out there, I would say. So we we are hopefully getting you all prepared as we also get prepared to watch four basketball games at once. Hopefully for you know six to eight hours a day uh, over Thursday and then Friday, and then with the second round Saturday and Sunday. But we do not want to look ahead to the second round yet, Casey, because Purdue faces Yale. And other than being in the Ivy League, what's the Yale mascot? It's the Bulldogs. It is the Bulldogs. Oh, okay, I yeah. didn't know. I see. I did not either. But luckily, I happened to have the ESPN website with their, with their statistics pulled up, and it says Yale Bulldogs. So uh, I code. only knew that only knew that because it was directly in front of me. And because you can read, give yourself credit, bud. I can read. Yeah. It. You know, it's a it's a big thing that I don't like to talk about because I know uh, you struggle with reading. And I, I feel it's inappropriate to bring wow. it up. It's it's very true. I I I talk to <laughs> text amazing. every article I write. Yeah, it's, it's amazing you write so well, considering your your troubles with reading. Uh, so here we go. We, we're going to have Casey in attendance at the game. Uh, Casey, we you and I actually just finished recording a podcast with a couple of Yaleys, uh, and 
I think they, they were Ivy League overall, so like even well, more hoity-toity than that. There you go. There you go. Uh, and we got to the end there, and and uh, I think they were still recording, but I don't think it's going to be in the podcast. But they did not seem too overly optimistic about their chances against Purdue. Um, but Casey, pretend I'm a blank slate and I know nothing about Yale. What can you tell me? Well, Yale, it's a good place for a school to get a degree. Yes, that's um, true. Very, so far, I knew very that very prestigious. Um, basketball wise, they yeah, that's are... more what I was more what I was asking. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, pretty much. Their main scoring power comes from Azar Swain, uh, 6'1", 185 point guard. He has shot the ball a lot this year, just under 203 point attempts, 257 point shots from inside the arc. They are very difficult shots. Uh, the Ivy League tournament was pretty much him hitting a whole bunch of crazy step backs, pull-ups, pull-arounds, step to the sides. Um, very good shot maker. Not an elite athlete. Uh, this team in general, not a vertical team. Not skying above the rim to grab rebounds. Uh, not particularly tall. Uh, so it's it's a lot about Swain making shots. Not a big not a big playmaker for others. Only a 10% assist rate. And past that, we were warned that Jaleb Gabadon is a capable scorer. He's about a 31% three-point shooter. Uh, really good on the inside, though. Uh, 62% inside the arc. He's only 6'5", 190. That's impressive. But he does his work in the mid-range, had a 30-plus point game this year. And then A.J. Darvis is their big man. He's 6'8", 220. Not uh, not uh, not ideal not if huge. you're matching up against a 7'4 guy. Not huge, Levin. Um, I mean, I mean that's 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 8 inches of height. Yeah, they, they're going to struggle because uh, he's their big guy. He's a decent offensive rebounder, defensive rebounding, only a 17.3% defensive uh, rebounding rate. In comparison, Edie brings in 20.5 offensive rebound percentage. Oh, yeah, and those are a lot harder. Yeah, and he grabs 27.6 defensive rebounds. So even if Purdue shoots poorly, plays bad on defense, I think the big men alone on the inside are going to absolutely dominate this matchup because EJ Darvis doesn't have much help. The only other sides on the team... Musaf Basaama, who is a sophomore, 6'8", 200 pounds. And then Isaiah Kelly, who is a 6'7", 215 pound uh, kind of wing. Kind of shoots the three a little bit. 7 of 21 on the season. So we'll probably make five of them. Of course, yeah. Five of six. But just physicality-wise, and it's not just with our big men one-on-one. No one on their screen steps off to me as like a really good athlete. Jaden Ivey makes the big 10 players look like not good athletes. Yeah, right. It's it's so weird because we Purdue plays a pretty decent non-conference schedule. You know, we had Villanova, we had North Carolina. There are always cupcakes. I mean, there are teams like Incarnate Word where it's just you can just tell that Purdue has athletes on a whole other level. Um but with the Ivy League, I just never know what I'm getting because it's not a league that I ever see on television. Um, I, I can't tell you the last time I watched a game with any Ivy League team in it, and yet here we are matched up against the Ivy League team. And you said uh, Azar Swan, Swan or Swain, Swain, S W A I N, is a is kind of their shot maker. Now I am always worried when a team has a a guard who can get his own shot, but you said he's not very athletic. So do you think he's someone that Eric Hunter Jr. is going to be able to slow down, or is he somebody we're going to have to throw multiple defenders at? 
Uh, we both just watched Eric Hunter pretty much shut down Johnny Davis for a whole game. I'm pretty confident Hunter is going to be up to this matchup. He okay. has played like a man on fire. Our defense in general has improved the last month. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really started with Hunter being a very dominant. He's very good with guys who are good with their feet, uh, step back games, pull ups, all that. He's really good at reading and knowing what that player wants to get based on the spacing around him. And he gets there and he doesn't foul. And I thought I was really impressed against that Johnny Davis game. And I think that's the kind of effort you're going to see that's going to really limit this offense because Yale's not, they don't run a Princeton offense. They don't run what you think of a Ivy League offense as, you know, all these back cuts and back screens and short passes and ball moving around a lot. They are an ISO heavy team, pick and rolls. Swain's going to have the ball in his hand a lot. These guys are, are one of the worst teams when it comes to assist to field goals made. Uh, less than 50% of their shots made are off of an assist. And if you beat Purdue, it's by usually getting us out of rotation. Absolutely, or, because we, we overhelp exactly. so often that we wind up with a guy open in the corner, usually for a wide open three. Right. So is Swain willing to be that player? He could. Um, if he does, that could definitely be something that gives Purdue a little bit of problem because he can make shots. He's a very good shot maker, especially in the mid-range. But overall, this team has really struggled when it's played real legitimate teams to score the ball. Seton Hall, they lost 80-44 to to start the year. Vermont held them 61-53. Auburn, 86-64. St. Mary's held them to 87-60. to uh, They don't, they struggle. They don't have the athleticism to create space naturally. They did get very hot towards the end of the year in the Ivy League. Obviously, they won the tournament. They also finished strong in the regular season. At one point, they were 9-9. Nine and nine. They finished 19-11. and 11, So Wow, yeah. They played well towards the end of the year, got rolling. Uh, but they are a physical team, and that's kind of their identity. I don't know how physical you can be to a man who's eight inches taller than you and 80 pounds heavier. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't play a ton of basketball anymore, but, you know, I played a little bit uh, just like in at the Corec or pickup games at a park, you know, coming home for a summer after college. And you just I'm only five, six and doesn't matter how quick I am or how you probably savvy couldn't I, me up. No, no. <laughs> That, or how savvy I think I am. If I'm giving up eight inches and, you know, 60-some pounds, not a lot I can do. Yeah, so I think Yale is definitely going to be – their style of play makes them scrappy in the Ivy League. They're not going to be a physical team for Purdue compared to the Big Ten. The one caveat I really have is when Purdue has played teams that are clearly below us, we have taken our foot played, off the gas from yeah, the start. Yeah, we kind of play to their level. I mean, I, I mentioned Incarnate Word there at the top. And sure, we beat Incarnate Word, but not near as much as we should have. Um, we just kind of were out there loafing around, going at about 75% speed. And yes, it was a early season game, right. a winter break game. So you hope, you know, they just, it wasn't too important to them. Yeah, where this, this is, is the tourney. They, this they, is March, so. If they do that, regardless of outcome, I think we're both going to be legitimately worried because every excuse we can make for them in the regular season goes away if they come out in the tournament. And act like they don't care. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what the whole year is about. This is what you build to. This is what you play for is to get this opportunity to make the tournament and then hopefully make uh, make a dent. Go after some teams. You know, you're a three seed. You are expected to get to at least the Sweet 16 uh, and then maybe further. So we just the first game is always kind of scary to me because you just never know how teams are going to react. I mean. Upsets happen all the time in the tournament. That's why it's called March Madness. 
Uh, we see it each and every year. And the the three and fourteen is generally one where it's pretty pretty close to uh, a guaranteed win for the three. You know, it's not as bad as the five twelve, which is always a nightmare. Um, but you just you never feel safe, and especially last year. I mean, a lot of us I think still have the North Texas uh, loss. Well, that's the thing, right? We we don't have much experience. The one experience we have with the tournament is being upset. Right. Does right. that work in our favor? I, I how could that work in our favor? That they have that memory. Oh, they know if they don't like, come like, out ready. Okay, gotcha. Like, they're not going to take a first game for granted because they got their ass whipped last year. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, they, they lost in the first round last year, and then two years ago there was no NCAA tournament because of COVID. Um, you totally would have made it and been awesome. <laughs> yep, we were because we were going to win the Big Ten tournament, yeah, and we would have got the auto bid. team was so, great. Yeah, team was stacked, and it's really unfortunate. Uh, that's probably the the fourth Matt Painter team that's had a Final Four. Been our first them. title, yep. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a shame. Just a shame um so and it another thing about playing a team from the ivy league it is just so hard to get a bead on if they're any good because you look at their schedule and you know you mentioned the name teams that you know they played they played umass they played seton hall they played auburn auburn was the only ranked team they played the entire year uh Uh, st mary's st mary's not ranked uh they weren't when they played them at least maybe not but uh they've played a couple decent teams equivalent. I mean, they lost to Iona 91-77. Yeah, not great. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's so weird uh, to, to go to a conference that you know basically nothing about, and you don't really play teams from that often. But that's also, I think, one of the things that makes March Madness great, because you see teams you would never otherwise see. Uh, you just hope that you don't end up in the uh, one shining moment of a team that, has a miraculous shot at the end. So that is what you want to avoid. Purdue needs to keep their foot on the gas and they need to do everything they can to get a double digit lead and maintain it in the second half. Something that this team has been unable to do in recent weeks. Yeah. We joked on the podcast. They asked us like, Oh, you guys played 10 guys. That's an advantage, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. But in these kind of games, it is because you can both go full bore. Everyone plays hard. You just go, Hey, Edie, come here. Hey, Trey, sit down a little. Ivy, you're going to play hard when you're out there, but you're going to be out there for 22 minutes. Right. This, yeah. this is a game where if it is a little closer than you want, hopefully it's because we're only playing our guys 20 minutes and letting our bench get some experience. I'd like to see Ethan Morton out there a lot. Um, I'd like to see first. I'd like to see, you know, our bench players kind of get their feet wet. This is the NCAA tournament. They're going to be called on at some point if we make a big run. Because that's how it works. You always have someone random step up every game pretty much if you're going to win. So that is the one benefit to be a team that has played 10 people. I And it would be really nice if we can do that while also not giving any of us a reason to doubt Purdue in the first round. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think this is a game where Purdue may be able to play all 10 guys. Hopefully Brandon Newman uh, can get in there and get some shots like he did in his uh, Big Ten tournament uh, return. And, you know, he's someone who I think Purdue will need if they're going to make a run uh, in this tournament. So we'll see. Caleb how... first would be Yale's best big man by a long and shot. That says a lot. That says a lot. So I, I'm anxious, probably just like you are, to see what Painter does with his rotation, Ugh. to see how many minutes first gets, to see how many minutes uh, Isaiah Thompson gets. What about Newman? Uh, what about Morton? So it, it's going to be interesting to see how he handles it because you've you've harped on it numerous times this year, how you want him to kind of shorten the rotation. And 
not get those lineups out there that have, you know, basically three guys who we can't trust on offense on there at the same time, because those are really momentum killers. Yeah, we can't go in the scoring droughts we did. And there are plenty of ways to make the rotation work to where we always have, you know, two or three of the guys that keep our engine moving at all times. Uh, It should never be just Trey out there on his own. Should never really be just Ivy out on their own. We've got enough playmakers now, especially if Newman's going to step up and play well like he has been. That really solves a lot of our problems. Don't make it harder on ourselves than we need to. Yeah. And uh, we didn't it, we didn't overtax a single body on this team this year. No, the, the no, closest I mean, thing would be Ivy. And that's well, just because yeah. he falls down all the time. <laughs> yes, he does. I really hope his uh, his hip and back are all doing OK. That last one was terrifying yes you talking about the one where his feet slipped out from under yes. him or yeah and he was about to launch like he yes was, it was going to be either a poster or i don't know an rko and it turned <laughs> out to be an rko <laughs> yeah on himself so yes. uh yeah that one was scary and i don't and the fact is it happened like two or three times in that game so i don't know what those squeegee guys were doing but they were not doing their job gotta get better that's why we're yeah. at the tournament though best of the best that's best right. towel guys in the business. Best, best towel guys, best reps, best clock operators. Everything should be running at peak efficiency. So, um, Casey, is there anything else I need to know about Yale, or is there anything you want to mention about really what Purdue needs to do to be successful in this first-round game? I mean, Sasha's got to get a groove back. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to mention him, and if, I just if he slipped my else, mind. I, I mean, I'm kind of hoping IT doesn't, because I don't want Painter to talk himself into playing him more the second game, but... Uh, we need Sasha. Uh, someone shared something in the group chat today where it showed pretty much the only losses we've had is when Sasha doesn't show up. Right. Unfortunately, it's happened a lot this year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we need a tournament. We need Sasha and Newman together to be a threat. Well, we need them. We basically need the two of them combined to play like Ryan Klein. I don't think we need that good because that's a high bar. Lenny. I, I mean, think we need them to combine to be Ryan Smith. Okay, I'll take that. And it's Ryan Smith. Ryan what? Klein. When? Ryan Smith. Whoever called him Ryan. I mean, that's his name. Not a single person has ever called him Ryan. His name is like Ryan. He's, he's the extra bit of a like a fruit? Yes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, you look it up and you tell me. I know how it's spelled. Everyone calls him Ryan Smith. Am I wrong? I think they just say it really fast. I think you're crazy. Uh, well, I don't think so. But uh, either way... Hopefully we get uh, we get a good Purdue contingent up there in Milwaukee. Casey, I know you you've gone to cover games there in the NCAA tournament before. Um, how arena how now. Is set up there? Oh, it is a different arena now. Brand spanking new Milwaukee Bucks arena. I am excited to see okay. it. The old one was the old one's still nice. It was cool. It was the very first NCAA tournament I covered. Uh, Milwaukee is a great tournament city. I am super excited. They were building a new one right next door. I had to walk through a little bit of it to get to the old arena last time. So I'm excited to see a brand spanking new arena. Wonder, I wonder if you'll be able to see the uh, NBA title uh, trophy, championship Ooh. trophy that they've got, or I, maybe like the big banner. I assume they've unveiled it already. I don't really watch much NBA, you, but I mean, it's, I, you know, I'm sure it's up. <laughs> season's over halfway over. So um, I'm sure I'll be able to walk around and see it somewhere. I pretty much you get access to whatever you want. They let you on the floor, so they're right. going to let you up in the stands. When I was in Boston a couple of years ago for the Sweet 16, you know, you got to go up to level like seven or whatever it was and walk around their little Hall of Fame with, you know, modest NBA history there. Yeah, just a few guys <laughs> you might have heard of. Yeah. Some guy named Lahri. I think, yeah, Larry Bard. 
I think it's Laurie Bard. That is no less ridiculous than Ryan. Exactly. So there you go. So what we're going to do here is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Casey and I are going to make our official predictions uh, of Purdue versus Yale. uh, And then maybe uh, look ahead, not to the next game, but who we think maybe Purdue will play and talk about that just for a moment. But we're going to save that. Uh, for our next podcast because we assume Purdue will be victorious. So we'll be right back with predictions. And we are back. So, Casey, Purdue, the three seed in the East, taking on the 14 seed Yale Yaleys, as I said earlier, uh, even though they are the Bulldogs. You know, they're the Bulldogs, but there are so many teams that are the Bulldogs. I feel like they should just call themselves the Yaleys. How about the Yale Yales? Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. What would their mascot be? Um, Like a gust of wind looking guy, like a little tornado maybe? That's not bad. Speakerphone? Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Maybe just a megaphone in yeah. general? Yeah, just a megaphone. I like it. There we go. We solved it. <laughs> uh, so, as the three seed over the 14 seed, you're generally expected to win. Casey, do you have any idea what the line is? I think you mentioned it in our previous. 15 and a half is the last I heard, I think. Does does that seem high to you? That seems no, high to me. Really? Not for a 14-3. Man. That's not that much, Lebman. 15 points? A, I feel like that's a lot for an NCAA tournament game. I mean, it's 14-3. Like, it's supposed to be a blowout. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Let's see. Just just a real quick study. Yale is 147. Um, so they are four teams worse than NC State. Well, I mean, you saw what we that did didn't in the work first out. half. Yeah, Correct. for most of the game against NC Correct. State. Although we did win, but still. Yeah. But, I mean, we won by 10 points in overtime, so that's pretty impressive. It, yeah, that overtime was very good. So, yeah, I mean, they are not a particularly quality program. They are, they'll be fired away, the worst team in the Big Ten. And, yeah, I 15 and a half, honestly, I'm going to go above it, and we want the score now. Yeah, go ahead. 80, I know I just said a different one on the podcast. I'm 84-60. I don't remember what I said. I think you might have said 85-60. Okay. Uh, but I, it's okay because I can't remember exactly what I said either. Uh, but I'm picking Purdue as well. I think I said 77-65. You going to stick with it? Uh, yeah, I'll stick with that. Do so you think the Yale Yales are going to cover? Yeah, I think they'll cover based on that. Um, but I mean, who knows? The uh, the line could move by the time this is out and by the time Friday comes around. So Who's going to be Purdue's leading scorer? Uh, I think Edie. How many is it going to get? 24. Oh, big time game for big time Edie. Well, I mean, he, he's just so much bigger than yes, anybody he else has. <laughs> yes, he is. And, you know, he's shooting like, what, 65% from the floor? Yeah, he pretty so, good. Uh, Shoot at the hoop. Uh, yeah. 66. I mean, <laughs> well, there you go. See? Something like that. Uh, so, I mean, I think... I think he's going to be uh, a huge factor for Purdue. I mean, I assume you're going Ivy then? No, Edie's going to score the most. Oh, all right. Well, you, there you go. Okay. So it, we both agree Purdue likely to advance to the second round, the round of 32, which doesn't have a snappy name. Uh, that means they're going to play Sunday, and possible opponents are Texas and Virginia Tech. Can't like see I said, anything I, wrong with that. What could possibly go back? <laughs> I don't want to talk about – uh, how either team matches up with Purdue, but do you have a preference for which team you would like to see? Yes. Texas is the, Texas Tech. Is the Virginia me, Tech is the. Give me Virginia Tech with their five foot eight white point guard, please. Is he is he actually five foot eight? I'm gonna look it up. He's not much bigger. Oh, <laughs> his name's Storm Stormy Stormalello. Storm Murphy, name? six foot one eighty five. Oh, so if he's listed at six foot, that right. means you he's know 5'10". he's like five ten. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the correct answer is, of course, Virginia Tech, uh, because you want the lower seed, you want the team that's not as good, and of course you want to stay away from Coach Chris Beard, uh, who is just the nightmare scenario for Purdue. Yeah, I have uh, vivid memories of that tournament and hearing the boombox that just blasted out as Texas oh, Tech celebrated won. the win against us. Yeah. That was the loudest hallway I've ever been in. It was just boom, 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 boom. They were having a very good time. I would say deservedly so. I don't think they deserved it. I, they I mean, paid they, Cal State Fullerton to injure a big man that would have single-handedly beat them. But whatever. Well, uh, yes. Let's not. The less said about that game, both of those games, <laughs> really the better. I remember I was watching. I I uh, was working at a law firm at the time, and I took a long lunch break, and I went to this bar down the road uh, to have lunch and watch the game. And I was like enjoying my food and I was like sitting next to just a couple other guys who were taking long lunch breaks watching the game and they're like, oh, you Purdue fan? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I went there, blah, blah, blah. So they were kind of rooting for Purdue with me because, you know, they didn't care. They didn't have a rooting interest. Nobody was rooting for Cal State Fullerton over in Baltimore. <laughs> and uh, and then, of course, Haas gets pulled down on that free throw and I just was like, oh, God. And the guys were like, the guys next to me were like, oh, I'm sure he's fine. I was like, no, he's not. Yeah, Juan, <laughs> Juan and I were both up in the rafters that game in Detroit and we heard the elbow Ugh. just uh and that's why I needed a fishbowl Edmund <laughs> I don't and no you. one I... let me had a fishbowl Juan uh, you know maybe given the circumstances Juan should have allowed it but uh I, I generally trust Juan's judgment in most areas so there you go uh Purdue versus Yale both Casey and I picking Purdue uh and we would love to see Virginia Tech in that second round so to give you an idea of what we're going to be doing uh, Purdue plays on Friday at 2 p.m., so Casey and I will be recording a podcast, win, lose, or draw, uh, Friday evening to come out either late Friday yeah, or Yeah, we'll post least... it Friday night. What else do okay. I have to do? Well, yeah, you're just going to be sitting in a hotel room. Uh, sure, so, Edmund. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're definitely a homebody who does not go out and do things. Correct. Uh, so uh, we will get that out to you uh, the end of the week here, and then hopefully we will be covering another game on Sunday. <laughs> And then we will go from we're there. We're shutting down the podcast, Lemon. If not, there's no fun anymore if we're not playing yeah, I, on Sunday. Hey, you know, from, from your mouth to the basketball gods. So, all right, there you go. Purdue versus the Yaleys, Friday, 2 p.m. Take the day off, folks. You know, take the day off, order some food, have some drinks, throw yourself on the couch, and watch four TVs at once. Two o'clock is, Purdue game is the perfect time to start off your NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's You wet really, your whistle just a little bit, and then you're ready to go. It's what it's what this whole season is built to these this Thursday and Friday, a couple of the best days of the year. Uh, and and I'm I'm sure you know this. The most likely date of a vasectomy. Oh, is, yeah. Is the day the, I believe the day before uh, NCAA tournament starts so that the uh, men can just sit at home and watch the tournament all day without babies. Yep. So there you go. There you have it. That that's is the dream. The, <laughs> that's the dream. Uh, so. Let's go out there and get a win. Take one down for the Ivy League. Go public universities. And, uh, Casey, enjoy your travels. Be safe. And uh, let's bring home a win, huh? Boy, they're up.